despite myself, it's 167 episodes. I get a little excited. It's always exciting. You get you start counting it down, and it's just like, ooh. And then you're on. And then you're on, We're bro. live, baby. Come on, bro. Live to tape. <laughs> right here on video tape. <laughs> Making film history. Oh, shit. Remember what a... Now, talk about a gut punch. Remember seeing that movie for the first time? Uh, this is the um, that porn movie. That porn movie, yes. That movie, yeah, uh, Boogie Nights that we're talking about, it's right? It's not front of I mind. I honestly don't know. I'm not 100% sure what movie you're quoting. I think that was the yes, one, right? Yes, of course. Weren't right. you quoting it? Maybe accidentally. Uh, no, I was, I, I was just saying, I mean, I think that's just a normal phrase. Live to tape. Maybe I was doing it. I was still rattling around in the old duder's head there among the cobwebs. I, I don't know. I think it must have been because, you know, it's when they go, they're trying to reinvent porn and they go like on the hunt in the limo with Roller Girl, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like they're just going to like roll up and just find somebody to come in the back of the limo and have sex with Roller Girl. Right. And it goes horribly, horribly wrong. But like the intro to it, you know, Ricky Jay is there shooting it, and then Burt Reynolds is in the back like, we're here, called On the Prowl with Roller Girl. We're making film history r- right here on videotape. <laughs> yep. Because he was a snob. He didn't like that oh, his video was Me- coming in. Right. Fucking amateurs, you know? Much, li- much, like, much like myself. Yeah, you're a purist. I mean, I'm, I've, I've given in. You'd, you've had your dalliances. And, yeah. and you know what? So did Burt Reynolds' character. He gave in eventually. Mm-hmm. What he it is. got to. It is what it is. Yep. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm looking at three uh, black and white uh, prints I made last night that are here just I'm waiting for them to totally I don't know dry even though they are made with a a printer you don't want to touch them yet you got to let them settle when they're very black you can kind of tell like if you let's say like stack papers on top of them like you let's say I have three prints let me just put them one on top of the other like even temporarily like like one can like scratch the other where it's like super black for like the first day, like you'll tell, oh, there's like a mark in this like big patch of black because it was such a big, you know, like like a like a steers right took us took us mm-hmm. on a moonless night. Yeah, right, exactly. Black as midnight. Black as midnight on a moonless night. Yep, pretty black. There's no bottom. None more black. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I just noticed that's happened a couple times. So it's most- and they say you're supposed to like give it like a day to like be completely done and set before it's like quote unquote like oh it's archival quality now and everything. So and do you understand the science behind that or the whatever the f- physics behind that? Like, well, I mean, this is a or is there a superstition element to it? Well, this is, so this is made, this is like made with pigments on a printer. This isn't like a photographic oh, okay. chemical process. Okay. So I think they just need to dry to some extent and bond into the paper all the way. 
Um, so, so it's not like flapping the Polaroid. Right. It's not like flapping the Polaroid. Okay. Exactly. Although I'm also looking right now, I do have a Polaroid uh, 220, which is like the land camera, the kind that has the big bellows that comes out and you like. Right. You know, after you t- it's not the little like you take the picture and it goes and the picture comes out. This is like <laughs> the old school, like big bellows take the photo and then you have to like rip it out like oh it's visceral you pull out a big a big chunk and it's like bigger it's way it's bigger than those uh little polaroids i mean it's not much bigger but it's not 18 inches tall bigger. i mean it all depends when it comes to photography a little bigger goes a long way but yeah well, sure it does didn't you send me a photo of that yeah yeah, I did. yeah you're yeah. right yeah yeah it's kick ass yeah, you don't shake those either. No, I wouldn't shake those, broy. No, no way, broy. No shaking required. Stirred, yes. not shaken. But I mentioned these prints for some reason. We were talking about film uh, dalliances. I don't know. I guess I was going to mention that, like, these black and white pictures, they look pretty damn good. Yeah, it's a shame because I, like, I can never see them. They look different, but they look so good. All, I know, one day. All I ever see is, like, photos of the photos. Right. Sent through the well, interwebs. I, I do think there's an element that at some point the photograph has to be, like, a real material thing. Well, right, that's what I'm saying. I and, would love to see them. And I, and I don't just mean that, like, oh, you should print your photos. I mean, like, if you take a photo with a digital camera and then just post it online... Put it on Instagram and someone else looks at it on the phone. There's something about it never being physical that's missing. Like that's kind of the and maybe this is just totally my just bullshit philosophy or whatever philosophical musings. Like that's why I find the digital kind of like wrong. Like you're not actually looking at. You're just looking at something that was never real. As a object. What like, is that's real? That's why if you shoot film and scan it and you never print it, but you can put it online, it still has a certain look. And I think now this is where people say, Brad, you're fucking crazy. You're a goddamn idiotic moron. <laughs> but here's what I say. I take a digital photo. I print it on my fine art printer here. I get it looking the way I want it to look. And then I do something. I take a picture of that or like I scan that even. And then it's like, oh, this looks good. Like I could put this on Instagram. It doesn't just look like the and, you know, people compensate. But that's why everyone's using these filters or like, oh, I want the film. Look, let me use this preset in Lightroom to give it. And it never quite works, but it gets you there. So you're saying it has to be a physical object anywhere in the chain. It doesn't have to be at the acquisition stage even necessarily. Yes. Um, That's this is my it's it's a theory. I know. But, right? I'm just but I think it's kind of yeah, at some point I'm tasting it. I'm sniffing it. If it's if it's only ever pure digital information. It's it's lacking, and I'm not saying it's better or worse, but aesthetically, I'm just saying like for me when I look at a phone, I'm like, well, that just looks like a digital picture. Like, who cares? It looks like someone just took a camera and snapped a picture. Like, there's a magic missing, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know either. 
um, but you know, I guess just for my own my own sense of what's what, right? You're you're tending towards snobbery here. <laughs> you know, that's the danger. Oh, I'm a very I'm a snob for sure. I I don't know. You're right. I probably am. It's not a danger, but you know, it's like well, you know. All I know is I want a certain look, a certain feel. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, bro. And I can't get it. And it's also maybe just because I'm just not good, smart enough to do it. I don't want like you know, because with moving pictures, I mean, you don't really have that option anymore. What? It's digital all the way through. Yeah, I mean. Some productions and still shoot on film. They look pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah I, honestly, I can't tell the difference. You, you sit I, me down. I, I can't tell most of the time. There's little moments when I notice it. Maybe. Little moments, and I, I don't know that it's like I wouldn't notice it. Like, it's not even... But are you looking for it, too? It's not like they were try. It's not like they couldn't have, let's say, if their goal was full Brad into thinking to never notice it, they could probably do it if they wanted to. But, like, that's not their goal. And, like, just aesthetics and everything has, like, changed. You know? Now, yeah. Lady Bird, was that shot on film? Because that had a look. No idea. And I haven't seen it. You haven't seen that? What's your problem, nope. Broy? Um, let's see. Lady Bird. Um, uh, how can I even... What should I even... I can't... I don't know how to work life. Just Wikipedia? That's what I do? Come on. They're not going to tell me. The fuck do they... God damn. I don't know. But anyway, seeing that in the theater, like, it had a grain structure. You know, the the images are alive like every frame yeah. is alive because that grain is moving around and i shooting on digital like yeah there's it's more like it's noise and i think this is the crux of the issue and i think we've like touched on this before but like the structure of the image if you shoot digitally it's like square like when you get down to the microscopic level, right. it's square. And when you shoot film, it's round. So it's got a softness. Yeah. Like I think that's it. And like even though you could, ne you there's no excuse. There's no justification for like you can't see those individual pixels or grains of silver nitrate or whatever. You can't see them. But mm -hmm. somehow it's there, and I th and it's all in the edges, like the edges. Yeah, of no, things. I think you're. I think you're right. I think when I look like at like 100% magnification of like a, let's say a digital photo, that I added green to like artificially. Yep. Um, versus a actual scan of a, a film negative. Mm -hmm. You can definitely see the difference because the, the 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 digital one with the artificial grain added always looks like it still looks like this really like let's say a perfectly straight line is happening. Yeah, and this grain is like added on top of it. Yeah, it's just like it. But whereas you can tell looking at the film that like that line is made up of the grain. Mm -hmm. You can just see it, but I don't know. I, mm, 
perception is funny. I, I don't know. You, yeah. you can't see it. Like your eye can't resolve to that level of detail. But like, here we are. You can fucking tell somehow. Yeah. So so here's here's uh, Lady Bird. Oh, you're gonna director thank Greta you. Gerwig wanted her coming of age film Lady Bird to look like a memory that the viewer should be slightly removed from the image, but not overly so. See, says Lady Bird cinematographer Sam Levy. Mm. As I was dreaming up what this film should look like, I took my location photos as well as reference images that Greta and I had been looking at and made color photocopies of them in our office. We had a rather cheap copy machine. Jesus Christ, for reals? But the prints had an alluring... No, just they're they're like test shots. Well, I know, but they're doing the thing that you just talked about. Oh, right. And printing them out. (laughs) Yep. Like you got to have a physical thing in your hand. Yep. The prints had an alluring quality. The colors were rich with a distressed quality that spoke to us. Yes. It got Greta and I talking about how the early 2000s were still very much the era of Kinko's and Color Xerox machines. Oh, my God. Yes. We decided we wanted a distressed but dynamic image, an image with a generation removed. Yes. Fucking A. Leslie and I, that's my wife, you might know, had this exact Mm -hmm. conversation. Like, what was it about that movie? It's like, it looks like an indie from like 2000 to 2003. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the technical part. Lady Bird was lensed in Sacramento with an Ari Alexa. Really? Through testing, I discovered a combination of lensing and exposure to tease out the native noise floor that exists within the Alexa. Shit. This video noise was at the heart of making our aesthetic of memory. Wow. I thought for fucking sure they shot that on 16 mil. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, this actually connects to what I, if we're talking about what I do. I've also discovered on my um, camera, I prefer images shot at ISO sixteen hundred or thirty two hundred. Get some of that grain and noise in there. Yeah, I think sixteen hundred is perfect. Thirty two hundred is can be cool too. It's a little extra noisy. Wait, maybe a tad too much. Thirty two hundred is too much. It's tad too much. It's still perfectly fine, and especially if you're going for like a noisy look. Sixteen hundred is where like the noise is there to give a character, but you don't like see it. That's necessarily. the sweet spot. So you it's want like you, you want the sensor to be part of the process. Well, I just noticed when I'm shooting at sixteen hundred, and it's not even just the noise, like the colors, everything just have a little different quality that I prefer. I'm like, I love the way this photo looks. Oh, it was shot at 1600. Here's this one shot at 100, the native ISO of the sensor. And it's like amazingly detailed. Yeah. It's like so detailed, not even one pixel of noise anywhere. It's just amazing, like from a technical quality, but it just looks like, just doesn't look right though to me. It lacks character. I'll tell you what, it depends on what you're shooting, right? Like if you're in, it just depends on what you're going for. Cause then some, some photos and some projects that like 200 actually I do like it but like if you're shooting a landscape or something like a really wide not panoramic yeah. but like mm-hmm. and you know cliffs and trees in the distance and all of that you want all the detail yeah maybe like that could be a case yeah. where it's like no you got to shoot at 100 because I want every goddamn pixel to like because one pixel might represent a tree in the distance so I need right. that Maybe there's a case for it, but if maybe a portrait, 
Yeah. Well, give it a little having that noise. I think it just helps skin a lot. It gives skin a certain texture. Yeah. Because yeah. in digital, I think skin can just look kind of plastic real easily. And that's one of my big issues. Maybe one of my big challenges. And again, I think there's people that are way have way more experience with this than I did. Like, don't they just like, well, I just blah, blah, blah. And I go and Photoshop or like, you know, I do this. I light it this, whatever. You think and there's like, people who great. might have more experience than you? <laughs> <laughs> right. It might be a couple. Maybe. I don't. But come on. I might. I, I, you know, I guess I'm just trying to recognize that. My problems are my own out of my own ignorance. Yeah. I'm not dishing film because film sucks. It's just more like what I can do with it. Right. And that's the other difference with, with film is well, I take a picture digitally and I fuck with it endlessly. I'll spend <laughs> days going back to it. Well, let me No, You know, what? I don't think this is right. I still don't like it. Let me change the white balance. Or let me do a little tad of split toning. Oh, that's better. And then the next day I'm like. Yeah, but the split that's just kind of artificial looking. Fuck that. Go back to the original. Let me go into Photoshop. Like, yeah, no, good. Go up to the filters menu. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But, uh, uh, try but with, with film, it's just like, here's the picture. And I'm just like, okay. I either like it or I don't. Yeah, yeah. Now let's move on. But anyway, I didn't want to derail this this badly into my weird into your own neurosis about film and digital that constantly (laughs) spends way too much time in my mind like so much time i need to stop it and just like move on and focus on what's actually probably more important like what in the creative process well like what which is like human factors story narrative yeah ideas (laughs) not like all right, which you, camera to use, which technology to use, like that's the, kind of the tool beside the is point. beside the point for sure. Yeah. It's like yeah. Like it's but just I a can, means to an end. But I guess it's easy to retreat to that stuff. Sure. When you're like not necessarily having any good ideas and it becomes a crutch or something or just a way to I don't know. Well, you remember circa 1997 to 1998 when we realized that perhaps we were a faction in that town, we got recognized as a faction. Do you remember this? A faction. Yeah, Simon. Tar- we were talking to Simon Tar because we were going to make a movie. Um, and he's like, I don't know why we were up there talking to him. I think we were like asking for technical assistance. Like, hey, when you say we, you mean you and I? And my brother, you might know him. His name is David. We were okay. we were gonna get Lee Burkett of Lee Burkett fame out there and shoot this movie. Ergo, you go was the working title, um, but like we didn't even have a full script. But all of our questions were about now: how do we actually make this happen it, technically? Like, how do we right. acquire images? Like that was our primary concern, and it's like, listen, bro, it doesn't matter, you know, just do what you got to do. Although, in 1997 to 1998, that was a real concern because there right. wasn't an easy way to acquire acceptable moving images without right. buying like a Jesus. You know, you'd have to spend like five grand on a film camera, like a CP or something. And then you had to buy all the film, get it developed, and it was just, it seemed like an insurmountable uh, obstacle 
to realizing the vision. But our problem was we didn't have the vision executed yet. And it's like, don't worry about the fucking tools yet. Like, right. get your shit together first and then find a way to execute it. However, mm-hmm. that needs to happen. Anyway, mm-hmm. we had it all ass backwards back then. Yeah. And it was, well, it's easy to get your ass turned around like that. It really is. Easy. And it's like, I, I spent 20 years like, okay, I'm not going to be beholden to like the, the equipment room at a film school and try to like wheel and deal and weasel my way into like renting a camera out for a weekend. I'm going to have all of the equipment I need to make all the movies I want to make whenever I want to make them. Well, guess what? I have all that now. <laughs> all the lighting, all the sound, all the grip shit, the cameras, everything I need. But guess what? Have I you have I made a feature film yet? You don't have a script. Don't have a fucking script. You don't even need a computer for that, it's motherfucker. <laughs> details, man. It's just details. <laughs> just details. And we'll get the script later. We got all the shit. All right, let's go. What are we shooting? I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. 41 years old. Still don't have my shit together. You know, you're lucky because you get to shoot one image. That's your story. And not that True. and I'm not saying that's easy, but like, you know, you can do it yourself. Right. It's like For sure. Is that for sure? Is that some ice water you got there? That was a little. Oh. Well, it's a little iced coffee. Ooh, iced coffee. I, ha- I had to take a little swig. Is it um, like sweetened with some cream in there, or just? It has two um, percent milk in it. Okay, two percent. Okay. It's just. Uh, it's uh, well. It's, it's it's cold brewed coffee. It's uh, some little two percent. See this cold brew coffee. I feel like there is an overlap in the Venn diagram of like over here is coffee. That's one sphere. And over here is like film versus digital. Right. And then they overlap and it's like cold brew, hot brew, film, digital. And there's, there's a crossover there somehow. Well, it's the, it's like the ultimate snob area. (laughs) Yes. So, so this is actually a good segue film while drinking my cold brew coffee. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, that, well, snob is Sitting in a hot tub in Colorado. Well, let me tell you about being snobby, because I had a experience of a little bit of snobby thinking this last week, and this is actually what I wanted to talk about. All right, let's do it. this episode, so we can start the real episode now. All right, now Um, we can start. The, um, so this past week, I went to see... The film itself, The Big Lebowski, Mm -hmm. in the theater. They're they're having showings all over the country. 20th anniversary this year. It's 20th anniversary. Well, apparently, and I didn't realize this, it seems like there's this... Was there a controversy? No, no, but whatever this was, I can't remember, like Fathom Events or something like that that put this on. It's like in cooperation with Turner Classic Movies. They apparently every month have a new like movie they show. And next month it's going to be South Pacific for its 60th anniversary. Okay. So Turner Classic Movies like which you know I, I'm assuming you're familiar with that channel I, or not. I know I mean, the channel. 
they play movies and they have a guy kind of do a little intro like sure I this know. movie was mm-hmm. ushered in the you know the golden age of the studio system when it's very snobby Jorbrick Kelly blah 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 and this happened yeah but I've been so this is the same of a Saturday afternoon to flop on the couch and turn on TCM yeah so this is the same kind of thing only in the theater so like TCM is kind of like well these are great classic movies why don't you see them on the big screen so you know they cross the country these different theaters will play this you know they have one movie a month. This month it was Big Lebowski. So when you went to the, see like this snobby guy talked in from the beginning. Oh and my end god! Of it. Really? That happened? Yeah. Yeah. Was it the same guy? I I, I don't know because I'm not sure who like the guy on TCM is really. I can these days like I haven't had cable for a really long time. So another snobby, another snobby there. Yeah. But he was fine. I don't think he was overly snobby. I didn't really have a problem with his little presentation. No, you not having cable. I don't have cable. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess I'm... Well, and that's the thing. Watching. So that was what I wanted to say. Landline. The, the snobby... <laughs> the snobby <laughs> connection to this movie is I'm watching this movie and I'm just like... Partway through, I'm like, you know, no one appreciates this movie on as many levels as I do. No. Of course not. How like, could they? But they really don't, though. They're laughing at, like, the typical lines, like, I don't know, man, let me have another look, right? I know you hate that. They're not laughing at the part where, like, um, you know, where Walter says, uh, oh, oh, that? Uh, what, what exactly is the problem? <laughs> to me, that's the biggest laugh line in the whole damn movie <laughs> right now. I I mean, that's the and hell I'm of like a... like cracking up. No one's laughing at that. No one's laughing when... Uh, Maybe they're laughing internally. When she's like, Knox Harrington, the video the artist. The video artist. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm cracking up. Every line is a crack up line. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the Coens were just in a transcendent state when they fucking wrote yeah. that shit. Well, that's the one thing also that I noticed watching it. So... You know, so this is the, you know, I think the first time since we've done the podcast and done all the episodes, all the minutes that I've sat down to watch it front Front to back. Front to back, yeah. And, you know, I was going to see this. And so I didn't even realize it was happening until right beforehand. I wish I would have been there, bro. Yeah, I I knew it was happening. Like, I knew that that was playing because I had known weeks earlier. I looked and saw it was playing there. But we had discussed... You know, me coming down to D.C. to see it on the weekend. I know. And then those plans fell through. And then I kind of just, my mind, since that was the plan, I just kind of like jettisoned from my mind the fact it was actually playing in State College. But then uh, someone texted me. He's like, hey, do you know Big Lebowski is playing in a couple hours? I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. Thanks. I'm going to go. So I was like, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go see this. I, I was kind of like, is this going to be... Because, you know, it's like a work night. It's like a... What is it? I think it was like Wednesday night. Yeah, it's amazing you, know, you were able to, like, organize and yeah. get there. Yeah, I was just like, you know, I'm not like... Do I really want to, like, sit in a theater for two hours on a Wednesday night? Right. Like, you know? And, you know, I know this movie so well. Is it going to be like... Am I going to, like, get... Like, a, even though as much as I love the movie, am I going to, like, be like... An hour into it being like, okay, like I'm ready to just go home. I've, like I'm tired. Right, I've like I've seen, seen it. Seen every minute I'll of this movie this. like <laughs> right. a hundred times. 
So I but but that did not happen. The two hours went by so fast. Mm. I couldn't believe like how quickly we were getting to like certain scenes. I was just like, I feel like the movie just started. Right. Slow down. And, and the thing is, and again, because you said that I've talked about this transcendent state, like each single scene is just amazing. Yes. It's not like, OK, we're watching this part. Oh, now the like good part comes. It's just like every single scene, one to the next. It's like iconic, amazing, hilarious, fascinating scene. And I leads to the next one that's just right, just as amazing. One after the other. There's not a single like moment where it's like, oh, this is like the slow part, or oh, this is just the, you know, they have to push the narrative forward by showing him like tiptoe around the bushes or nothing like that. It's just amazing. I mean, I think you've hit the nail on the head, and I feel yeah. like when we decided to do this, when we conjured up this idea. Let's examine it minute by minute and have a podcast about it. And we like we had to decide. I think we came up with that format first and we were kind of kicking around different movies. It's like, well, what movie could we do? You know, oh, let's do Star Wars. Let's do The Godfather, you know, whatever. Classic, iconic, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. greatest of all time movies. I feel like we settled on The Big Lebowski for that reason. But like. I, I don't really think we had any idea i don't think we really like consciously thought about it it was just like we were like oh like it's like yeah you said a godfather it's like yeah that'd be cool i mean i hadn't seen it so but you know any like none of these movies we thought of like you know clicked no 2001 star wars right. mm -mm. boogie nights like yeah those are good but when it's big little it's like oh well that's perfect oh yes yes definitely like that. that's just the perfect movie to do and we were just like, oh, because it's so watchable. Yeah, but and it's that's and why it's, it's, it's watchable. Like you it's just so entertaining, did it. but it has this cult thing. It's like specific. I don't know. It just it's everything at once. And every scene is a little story unto itself. So mm -hmm. like you get that little arc, and yeah, and there's no no dead spots. Like you are yeah. right on. Mm -hmm. You're never waiting for the good parts. That's yes. That's profound. So, so, so to go back to this snobbiness. Okay. I did catch myself feeling a little snobby for like a minute or two here and there. About but really, was it in the spirit of the Jude and everything, I, I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved seeing it with the crowd. Now, wait. You, you I love the crowd. Were you snobby about the other people or about the movie or the film? About like the about about thinking that I'm somehow better than the other people. Like, right. if these people only knew that I was the country's leading authority <laughs> on the Big Lebowski. Well, one of two. Yes, I'm the co-leading authority. Yes. But you know, not really. I, I mean, I don't know. That sounds bad. It wasn't quite like that. But well, yeah. But objectively, <laughs> you are. We've spent six sure. years. Talking about and analyzing this goddamn movie. So, like, you can say it and not feel bad yeah. about it. As long yeah. as you're not, like, disparaging people. You could just be like... Right. Well, like, that's what I want to make sure I'm not doing. Because right. I truly don't mean to. I mean, I did... I did... Um, I don't know. It was just more of a self-observation, you know? Yeah. How you're, like, mindful. You watch what your own body is doing. And I noticed for, like, just a couple minutes... At some point, maybe like a quarter of the way through the movie, I was just like... Giving some side eye. 
I was just like, oh, these people don't laugh at the inside jokes that I have about this movie after talking with Adam for six months. Like, what's wrong with them? It's like, of course they don't, right? Like, to me, like, contravene a number of the league's bylaws. Like, I can't even take that phrase. Like, it's not funny. Objectively, it's just not a funny. Like, there's no reason anyone would laugh at that, hearing that in the background of the uh, thing. But I was just like, contravene a number of the league's bylaws. Oh, it does contravene. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. No, I can't. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm back. Yes. Contravene. So, contravene. <laughs> <laughs> My eyeballs are popping out of my head. <laughs> oh my God. I'll put it back in. I swear I think it came out a little bit and I had to press it back in. Oh my God. Oh, why did you do that? Oh my God. Shit. Okay. Oh, fuck. This does contravene a number of the league's bylaws. I mean... <laughs> yes, it's the things between the punchlines that are the like true genius of that movie. Yeah. Oh my god. As you know, this does it, Oh, he's so serious. He delivers it so right. dryly and it's like, yeah, no shit. You know, <laughs> There's nuts. a guy waving a fucking piece right. on the lanes. Almost murdering someone, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That contravenes Also, it's not just the league's but like Laws. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just regular laws. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely I love <sighs> I loved watching the movie uh in the theater. And you went by yourself. Um, happy I went. Went by myself. I didn't really well it was like a last minute thing. I might have tried to scrounge someone up. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh I couldn't you know, uh my immediate family, they all had other stuff going on, so that was out. Um you know, if it wasn't such short notice, I was more or less like, because I, there's, yeah, lots of different things were happening. I was more or less, you know, leaving work, finding out about it as I was leaving work, having to run a couple, get a couple things done quickly, errand type stuff, then run to the theater. And while I'm doing the errands, I'm like, am I really even going to go? Right. Seems like a lot of work on a it Wednesday. It seems like... It's just like, you know, it's just, but, but at the end I was like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking do it. Got there, got there right as the movie was starting, like walking in. Oh, did you miss any of the snobby man talking? I, I missed like the very beginning. Like he was already talking when I walked Shit. in. Shit. But I um, got the. Uh, now, how was that? Did you feel superior to the snobby man too? Were you like, you don't really no. know this movie, bro. No, I didn't feel superior to him. I, I do wish, like, he, 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 I was thinking, like, the least you could have did was give me a shout out, bro. Right. It could have been, like, the Big Lebowski. You might know you it know, from a podcast called Gutterballs. Yeah, who has inspired, uh, <laughs> you know, it has inspired the, uh, 
Well, dudeism, the, the dudeism, fest. the dude, the Bowski fest, and even a, a podcast right. called Gutterballs where they analyze it minute by no, no love for us. Where's they the did love? mention the the Lebowski fest. They did mention dudeism. They did gave our man Oliver Benjamin a shout out by name. He deserves it. Oh, he definitely deserves it. Fuck, where's our shout out? Yeah, but we didn't get a shout out. Come on. Come on. We're in the fucking Washington Post. Give That's us a right. shout out. Don't pretend you don't know about us. Steal Lexus Nexus, Sarah's Big Lebowski. You're going to find us. We're in the ringer. Come on. Where's our love, Roy? But, uh, well, maybe next time. Maybe on the 40th anniversary. Right. When we're still doing this. When we've gone from 167 episodes to roughly 300. Wow. That's, you know, that's pretty <laughs> aggressive. Pretty I mean, aggressive. I know. When we're releasing every two months or something. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so. Yes. So, yes. okay, so some more facts. Okay, more facts. I like facts. There was. They're in rare 50, supply. I, I, I tried to count the people in the theater. I couldn't really count them all because it was kind of just. It's just a lot of strands to keep in the old duder's head. Sure. But. I'm going to say there's 50 people there. That's pretty good. Give or take. Maybe as many as even 63. Wow. Give or take. Like 50. It's, you know, estimating is a hard thing sometimes. Yeah, there's there are ways, dude. So I want to say there's like 50 people, but, you know, that might have been shortchanging it a little bit. And 50 is such an easy kind of a cop out number. Right. It's like saying, oh, it's going to take five minutes. Like it's just a throwaway. Yeah. 63. I like 63. I'll say this. There was a decent amount of people in the theater. I was like, is there going to be anyone here? It's going to be me and one other weird guy. Right. Like Knox Harrigan style guy, like just laughing hysterically right. through the whole At movie. At all the wrong parts. <laughs> yeah. Or but, maybe at the uh, right parts, and that'll annoy you even more. Right, right. No, I but, laugh uh, at those parts, not you. <laughs> but no, there was, a, there, was a, there was a pretty decent showing for it. There was... Uh, People of all ages, it, you know, it's colors, uh, creeds. It was it was a real a representative sample of America. This there is was a, one very young individual, young boy. This was a prized, um, maybe uh, eight years old. Really um, tied the room together. <laughs> eight years old. Yeah, eight year olds, dude. <laughs> Jesus, exactly. You said it, man. Fuck. Um. You know, I because I'm thinking I'm trying to think if I've watched this movie front to back since we started the podcast. And I know for sure I have one exactly one time, I think. And I went to see it in the theater. And it was like a couple of months after we started or maybe six months, less than a year after we started. It was pretty early on. And I went with my friend. You don't know him. His name's Ben. Thank mm -hmm. goodness someone else was there. And I brought like my recorder and I had a mic and I was going to interview all the, uh. the crowds and all the people dressed up, you know, that were coming to the theater to see it. And we got there and it was like. <laughs> like like a Western when Clint Eastwood's walking down. It's just empty. Like, right. oh, shit, things are going to go down. So the town just empties out. And it was just like it's nighttime. You know, it's dark. It's just empty <clears throat> and I'm like I'm just gonna go put this like 
microphone and headphones and recorder back in the car because I feel stupid now. And we got in the theater and a couple of people sort of drifted in. And I think there were maybe 12, 11 or 12 people there. Oh, that's fascinating. And was this showing like, was this a single showing? Was it showing all week or something? Or um, I think it was a single showing. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting because the other thing, when I to put just to like for people that aren't complete regular listeners, you know, I, you know, this 50 to 63 people like I'm in central Pennsylvania. I'm not in a major metropolitan area in any way. Right. So and I'm right outside of D.C. Yeah. So that's pretty. Um, so 63 people is actually pretty amazing. Yeah. Incredible. Especially when down here there was like 10 people. Like yeah. what the fuck? And I, like that was me being snobby about like an entire metropolis, right? <clears throat> like, well, given the side eye to everyone who didn't come, it's like what the fuck? Yeah. Well, while I do live in central Pennsylvania, not exactly a major metropolitan area, we do have a strong. Uh, culture here apparently of film lovers yeah. as evidenced by uh, the showing of uh, David Lynch's Inland Empire. When did that happen? Uh, when the movie was out, oh, but as you know we had our uh, berade Another triumph uh, for the arts. Yes, our, our the uh, <laughs> yes the, 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 the people giving it a standing ovation at the end. The berate bearded bravo, man. Bravo, bravo! Mm -hmm. I man, how can you another triumph for the arts? How can you stand up and clap for that movie? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know that laughing fit you put me into really like <laughs> knocked something some loose out. down there. Fuck, <laughs> boy. Ooh. Shit. So I had two observations watching the film again. Okay. Oh, about the film itself. About the film itself. Wait, One is this is an episode kind of, of a ridiculous throwaway. What's that? Is this an episode of Gutterballs? I think I think it is. I think it is. All right. Let me hear him. Throw him at me. So the first one is a throwaway. This is more, this is started as an observation about the movie, but has more turned into an observation about myself. Okay. And that is. You're doing a lot of self-reflection. When the dude goes through Mod's LPs to pull out the. Um, noggle bet. The noggle bet. Real right behind it is Herb Albert, the whipped cream and other delights. Mm-hmm famous album cover yep but when i saw that herb albert i was like oh wow herb albert's there it's like i forgot that i had even known that somehow i was like that's interesting really i recognize that album and i made a little note oh that herb albert record is in her thing how can we never talked about that? You don't remember shit about but, what we talk about. But do then you? I was thinking about it later and I was like, wait, we had to have talked about that. I think we definitely did. Yeah. Or am I just thinking we did? Cause I saw it. And so I had to Google search gutter balls, <laughs> Herb Albert. And there it came up. We had, it's written right in the description. We have a link to the lady, oh to the God. album. I'm like, Oh, turn 78 years. I'm like, okay, 
Cool. So that's so it started as an observation about the film, turned an observation about my own ridiculous Swiss cheese brain. Like a lot of things, you know, it always turns inward. Yes. You know, and you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself or others. Your wife, you might know her. Her name is Christine. Was texting me yesterday about Thurston. <clears throat> right. S- sent me the Wikipedia, and you were talking to me at the same time. Right. We were taught. We were having a conversation. I didn't realize she had reached out to you. Yeah. And she sent me the Wikipedia article or the IMDb entry, and it's like the name plaque is on the carrier. That I'm like, I know, bro. We talked about this. <laughs> right. She's like, well, you I guys was having didn't remember. Because I was like, the dog's name is Thurston. Did we But I was trying to figure up. out, how did we know his name was Thurston? Did we just make that up? Imagine it. Like, I'm like thinking, like, they never say his name in the movie. How the fuck did we know his name was Thurston? Is his name actually Thurston? Where? And then, yeah, I had to find it on IMDb that said the name plaque was Thurston. I was like, okay. Which, to be honest... That is not referenced a whole lot on the internet. I think that's like the only reference, aside from Gutterballs, the entire internet. On IMDb or whatever? Yeah, that little factoid on IMDb. Like, there's no, nowhere else do they refer, like, because I was, it took me a while even to find that, because I was trying to search to figure this out, and I couldn't uh I mean, we talked do fairly it. extensively about Thurston and his name and the carrier and, like, how there was a plaque on there. Like, it enough to have, like, separate threads go out. The Thurston equivalent starring Jeff Fahey. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made a well, whole movie. Yeah, I movie. remember that. I remember Thurston. I didn't have a problem. Well, at first, yeah, I remember Thurston equivalent. And that's, oh, yeah, the dog was Thurston. We called the dog Thurston. But then I just couldn't figure out why we called him Thurston. I was like, was there a point where Walter was like, come on, Thurston, or something, or hey, it's Thurston. You know like, that he that never didn't says happen. that. Exactly. But that's what was, I was just trying to figure out, well, why the fuck is his name Thurston? I mean, there's more to a movie than just the dialogue, dude. And also, like, you would think if you Googled Big Lebowski Thurston, like, no, the Thurston equivalent starring Jeff Fahey would come up. Yes. And that didn't even show up? Oh, that. No, it did. I knew the Thurston equivalent was a thing. I just didn't know. We never wrote. Oh, it was a plaque. I'm just saying it's a, an entire feature film that was released. Like, that should be present. Like, that should show up in your search results. It did show up. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying, and they dude. spent, what was the budget for that? Like, $25 million in... Something like that, 99, yeah. 2000, whenever the fuck, that when Fahey tried to have his little resurgence. So, surprising that there's not more... I don't know, references, ins, outs, threads. But yeah, you don't remember us discussing that at length. So are we going to have to go back and redo the movie? Minute by minute? We just have to go back and we have to redo the podcast. That's what I mean. Minute by minute. Yeah. Start over. Yes. Right. No, I mean do the podcast minute by minute to remember everything we talked about. Oh, yeah. Well, we've started that, haven't we? Kind of. It's nonlinear, though. Yes. Maybe that's the, that's the rub, probably. So so one other observation I had. Fired at me. The Stranger, Sam Elliott. Oh, boy. His eyebrows. Yeah. 
I never, I don't, I don't think we ever discussed this. You can, uh, I never really appreciated his eyebrows. It's hard to look away from his stash, so maybe not. Yes. Well, I'm going to send you a picture. I don't know if that worked. Oh, it sent a weird Google redirect. Link. Does it actually? Notice. Oh, well, yeah. It sends you to an imger. However you say that. Yeah, I don't know either. His eyebrows. And so if you click that link, you'll see it. His eye, he in essence has mustaches for eyebrows. Like he has eyebrows, but then they go down. Holy shit, they along go down the sides yeah, of his eyes. Almost below his eyes. It's crazy. That is insane. He has, like, it, it mimics the shape of his mustache. Like the way it comes right. down around his lip. Like it's just like, what the fuck? Holy Like, and I never really. Shit. Notice that no. until seeing his, you know, face blown up on the screen, it's like, shit, man. I really locked into those eyebrows watching it this time. It's like they almost, they half circumnavigate his eyes. Yeah. Fuck. How did we not notice that? Yeah, those are some. I mean, those are some manly eyebrows right there. I mean, I wonder if that's why he goes all out with the mustache. So people aren't staring at his fucking eyebrows all the time. Yeah, it could be. Because he doesn't want to, I mean, he's a cowboy, you know, he's known as this like, you know, manly, you know, compassionate, but manly cowboy person. So he can't be shaving his eyebrows or like manicuring them. So it's like, well, I better grow my stash out and be known for that. Like that's the iconic mustache. So people aren't fucking locking in on these eyebrows. Jesus Christ. And I feel like at the end of where it curves around the eye, it almost comes back towards the eyeball a little bit. A little bit. Like they're hook shaped. Yeah. Jesus. How do you grow hair there? Or it's kind of like how like when you grow sideburns, like they start kind of skinny by the ear and then get like wider, like mutton chops. It's almost like that. Like they get right. wider as they go down his face, his eyebrows. Yeah. And his eyebrows and this go over his eyes, make a right turn. Head down right, south. A 90 degree angle and start heading south and getting wider as they go south. Yeah. And then around they his eyes. kind of make another like left turn in towards the crow's feet crinkles and towards like the corner of his eye there jesus yeah they do look like miniaturized sideburns that is incredible nice catch fuck yep you see there's always something new to discover always and they're like what else is weird is the like tops of the eyebrows are just black like he's just Mm -hmm. a gray-haired silver-haired dude but his eyebrows are black as midnight. There is, yeah. On a moonless night, except when they start their southern journey. Then they kind of, I'm not sure if it's yeah. just because they're thinner. I think they're just a little thinner, and that's why. Because they're still, I think, black, just not like just not so hardcore black. Yeah. They're none more black. Like, thank God when it, like, his weird uh, eyebrow mutton chops aren't, like, thick black Jesus. on top of everything. Can I mean, that's imagine? might be how he kind of gets away with it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking A. We got to, people need to notice this and see it. We should post this somewhere. Yes, we'll put this in the, in the show notes. Maybe we should, do you ever put anything on Tumblr anymore? Um, well, I was going to queue up the last uh, 60 some episodes to put on there. So 
Yeah, just blast. yeah I'll throw this on the tumbler. Blast them all out, all at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you used to post the episodes on there too. Yeah. People like Tumblr still. I don't know if people like it. I think it works for us because uh, Tumblr is the place for fandoms. And granted, the Lebowski fandom isn't quite like a normal, like, quote unquote, fandom, like people that are into anime or Sherlock or stuff like that. But Sherlock, like the the British show with Cumberbatch? The British show with with Cumberbatch, yeah. Huh. That there's a whole, yeah. I mean, I guess I knew it was popular, but. Mycroft Holmes. Um, I, I like that show. It's pretty good. I watched the first episode and I was like, wow, this is a really good show. Mm-hmm. I like to, and I just, ne- I'd, I'd love to watch the rest of it. And I just never did. Well, they're eternal. One day it's on the big list. They're eternally long. They're like 90 minutes. Yeah. They only well, there's only like, like three. Yeah, there's only three episodes come out every two years. So, yeah. yeah. There's not that much to actually get through to watch it, I don't think. But no. maybe one day I'll, I'll backtrack and watch that. There's just so much there's, stuff. There's a lot. I'm watching The Americans, finally. That's pretty mm. good. Uh, what else? Oh, we started watching Sharp Objects. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I'd like to watch that. Yep. It's, it's worth a worth a look, worth a gander. Um, can I read something to you real quick? Sure. We'll take maybe, do you have like a spare 35 seconds? I, I do indeed. Okay. Lay it on me, bro. All right. All right. Here we go, bro. One day that March, Crow and Lynch entered Walnut's cage and herded her into a corner. The moment Walnut looked away, Lynch grabbed her body underneath her wings. Then he stepped over the bird and held her between his legs, facing backward. Kneeling behind her, Crow began massaging Walnut's cloaca, an all-purpose orifice that birds use for defecation as well as reproduction, and applied gentle pressure to her back, mimicking the weight of a male crane. Walnut purred. Her cloaca opened, and Crow injected semen that the two zookeepers had collected, in much the same way, from Ray. How was that? That was, that was, that was, a. it it really brought me into the, I felt like I was there in the middle of this. Did it give you some feelings? Romantic situation. Yes, for sure. (laughs) So that's a Washington Post article. (laughs) (laughs) Not some sort of like cross special romance novel. Right. But two cloacal references. Yes. Well, we got, you know. Sometimes you feel real stupid, you know, and I never heard of a cloaca. It's like, how do birds pee? Daddy, how do birds pee? (laughs) Like, (laughs) are you stupid, man? (laughs) Come on. Like, had you ever heard of a cloaca? I don't think so. Yes, I had. What? Really? But when I was like, how do birds pee? You weren't absolutely certain. You were like, well, I think it just comes out the same you mean when we originally discussed this topic? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I was hedging in case I didn't want to sound too stupid. I'm really right. sensitive to giving wrong information to our listeners. I see. I see. Uh, but, but yeah, it all comes, yeah. But they use the same hole for everything. Yeah. 
and just this, one whole creature. This guy bending this crane over and like <laughs> mimicking, like crane fucking. It's kind of, it's a little much. Well, you know, it's a. I know it's the unvarnished truth. Blah blah it's, blah. It's I get how it. the stuff happens. It's how the whole darn crane Animal comedy husbandry. But yeah, the cranes. Itself. Cranes are a little different because I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, and their legs bend in that wrong way. That's right. What makes me feel weird. But I bet you, you know, you could get into some kinky crane cloaca shit with those bendy legs. Oh, I bet. All sorts of little positions and wraparounds you can do. It's like ass backwards again. So we come full circle. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. So we don't want to go see Dennis DeYoung and Ben Salem, PA, right? My wife, you might know her name's Leslie, was like, oh, Dennis DeYoung's on tour. Do you want to go see him? I was like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I would be more interested in seeing Dennis DeYoung than Sticks. Really? Because to me, Dennis DeYoung is... Is Sticks? Sticks. Like, his presence, his vocal stylings. Yeah, I'd have to Um, agree with you. So I'd much rather see Dennis DeYoung perform the music of Sticks... I hate ...than just Sticks. I really hate that... (laughs) I mean, I wish they could just get back together, right? I know. I don't think I just want to see it. It's not going to happen, but I wish, yeah, if they could become whole again. Yeah, it's just gross. Like, come on. Can't we all just get along? But nope, nope. It's like we can't make any more music about robots, basically, is what it comes down right. to. It's like you had your time, Broy. Now you're out. You're out. You're out, Tom. You're not a wartime consigliere. Yeah, well, we didn't get to a lot of the stuff I wanted to get to. The other day I went to work. Um, my beard and facial hair, not my eyebrow hair, but all the other hair on my face was getting out of control. So my MO is to like go outside and I just use my mm-hmm. electric shaver and just kind of do the best I can. I can't see myself, right? But I just don't want to get the hair everywhere inside because then I got to clean it. It's okay. just gross. You know, it's like, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I hear you. It's kind of, you know, I live in a house of women and it's just not something anybody wants to see. And then you, you try to clean it up. It takes forever. You never get all the little hairs off the sink and it's just right. They get in the little corners and shit everywhere. Like you just can't. Yeah. Yeah. So I just go outside and just there. Fine. Let the hair blow in the wind and off it goes. But I can't see it, so I never get all of it. I come back inside and I do the cleanup inside because that's just a small get the amount. Yeah, pieces you missed. Yes, yep. the little pieces, sure. And then that's easy to just wash down the sink and bye bye. So when you say shave, you mean like you're using an electric razor? An electric razor, yeah. And so you're not shaving like it completely off. You're just kind of like trimming it down to like a stubble or maybe a little more. I take the guard off. So it's almost completely off, but it does leave a tiny bit of stubble. Right. Okay. But like, it's just the, the bare, the bare naked. Right. Trimmer. Like, no. Yeah. That's what I use on my head. So I'm familiar with the, with bare naked trimmers. But then you must have to follow that up with like a regular, like just razor. 
Well, if I wanted it to be shaved completely skin bald, which is what I did for many years, Mm -hmm. I would. Well, actually, I would never even use the clipper too much unless I let it get too long because I could just, you know, you'd stay on top of it enough. Once a week, I would just shave it with the with the with the regular like, yeah, like metal razor type thing. What is that even called? It's not a straight razor. It's just a um, whatever. A little like. Yeah, a little Gillette. Gillette. Like, yeah, put the little plastic razor thing in the. Yeah. Anyway, with the interchangeable cartridges you put on there. Yeah. Okay. But at some point, I stop doing that and I just do what you do, which is shave down to like and leave a little stubble there. Yeah, I think that it's, it's somehow it's a good look. A little better look, especially now that I have a. I, I think when I started growing a beard, I started doing that because it looked too weird. Like the. And I mean, some guys do it and they can pull it off. I've seen guys, but like I just for me, I was just like, yeah, the whole like it's a little shaved, completely yeah. hairless, but then a beard. It's a little unbalanced. And then how do you blend where the beard is into the bald part? Yeah. It was weird because like I just didn't like having that. Oh, like a carpet just starts right here next to your ear. Yeah, it's it's look unbalanced looking, I think. But some people can pull it off. But yeah, yeah. on you, I'm going to agree. I don't. I think it's better I mean, I to leave a little bit. I think the difference is if you're like in shape, you can kind of pull off any look. Oh, true. It's like, oh, that's a good looking person. True. And he happens to have a beard and a shaved hair, whatever. Whereas like if you're kind of a fat lard like me, <laughs> you have to like. You got to put a little, you got to think about it's things. It's kind of like, yeah, I just like no matter what I do, it's going to be like, yeah, he kind of looks like a schlub a little bit. <laughs> so you have to, it's a, a much. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you, bro. So anyway, it's. Like the middle of the night, it's a school night, not a school night, summer, but work night, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, I, this hair is out of control. I can't have it here. So I go outside, you know, it's like midnight or something. Take care of as much of it as I can. You know, I do, do my best job as I can tell from, I just kind of feel around. It's like, oh, I know I'm not going to get it all. I'll clean up inside, but it's, you know, it's nighttime. So it's like, ooh, you know, I, it's going to be loud. I don't want to be like, like shaving. Everybody's sleeping, you know. It's like, I'll just, I'll hit it in the morning before I go to work. I think you can see where this is going. <laughs> yep. Daddy forgot to hit it in the morning. I go into work. I'm like having face-to-faces with people. I'm strutting around, walking around. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, boss man. What's up? Hello, coworker right there. I like go to the bathroom or something. I'm feeling my, I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> I didn't do the phase two. I look in the mirror. Brad, I got patches. I got a Hitler stash going you on. Have like a, did you take a picture? I, of this I was looking through my phone and I did take a picture and I immediately deleted it because I was <laughs> so embarrassed just by myself alone looking at it. And like nobody said anything. Well, what are they going to say? Did you miss a spot? Right. <laughs> you know, say something. I had a goddamn I'll I, you know, I took a picture of my, I intentionally left a Hitler stash one time as I was shaving and let the women folk come home and just see what they said. <laughs> and I have yeah. a picture of that and I'll send it to you. And that's pretty much what I looked like, except with like extra patches on my neck and cheeks and shit. 
And I was like, oh my God. Like, so what do you do with this situation? Do you go home? Is there like a drugstore nearby where you just buy like a regular razor and just shave it all off in the bathroom or what? It was too late by that point. And I was just, cause I'm in my, I don't, by that point I'd already had my face to faces and it's like, I'm just going to stay in my office for the rest of the day. Right. Because then if I go get the razor and shave it all off, that like, it's almost more of an indictment <laughs> right, on my, right. you know, you talk about schlubbiness, that would be a real like acknowledgement that, yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> right. But yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I keep a razor in my car, That's actually a smart. bag of them, of those little, like... Um, like the yellow like, Bics? Yeah, those yellow, yellow, you use them once and throw the whole thing out. It's like $5 for 20 of them Yeah, at the thing. I have a bag of those in, like, the console in my car, because especially, like, you... Th- Similar to you, like you think you got it all, you think you look great, you're looking at yourself on the back, but there's something about being out in like the sunlight. Yeah. And you can see it full on. Oh, You're just yeah. like, yeah, like I kind of fucked this up a little bit or I missed something. The sun hides nothing. Yeah. So like, you know, I'm in the car, I see my reflection in the mirror in the car or something I'm like, oh yeah. So then I can just like, yeah, reach in the mirror, get the couple. And usually it's just like, like something like five hairs, right? Right, or but they're something. noticeable because they're all in a little patch. But they're all five hairs in a row, and they're all like, they're for some reason like three inches long. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, how did that happen? I, like, how have they been slowly, five hairs been slowly growing for a month? Right. Without me noticing them till now. But yeah, I just got to whip. A, how did they get that long in the first place? And B, I moved this razor all over my face. How did it not get those five hairs? But yeah, this like this was more than a five hair situation. This is like patches and like then that's just the Hitler stash. And it was like, oh, my God, I came home from work. And, you know, by that point, it wasn't fully front of mind. I walk in the door. My daughter, you might know, her name's Jules, sitting on the couch. I come in. She turns around. She doesn't even have her glasses on. She turns around and she squints like, and has this like horrified, like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like immediately. Meanwhile, then my wife, you might know her name's Leslie, comes home. She walks in the door. We're chatting face to face. Hi. Little kiss. Little She's walking around like not saying shit. Like, doesn't even notice. In her, like, estimation of, like, schlubbiness to non-schlubbiness, I guess. She just takes it for granted. This little blip doesn't even, like, register on her scale, right? (laughs) Doesn't even move the needle. Yeah. (laughs) Jules hasn't banked the decades of, like, schlubbiness yet. Right. Oh, God. Horrible. Horrible. I like I know that my coworkers noticed it. How could mm-hmm. you not? So like <laughs> I don't know. Like what am I just somebody who doesn't give a shit? Am I somebody who made a mistake? Am I just a <laughs> dirty person? What do you think? Are you just like uh some kind of weird performance artist that comes to work in bizarre costumes and characters? I, I mean, I do that. Sometimes. So they're just probably like, there goes Adam again. 
Oh, I guess today is the... I'm wearing a little bit of a Hitler stash and patchy facial hair day. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool. Or it's like, you know, we get it, Adam. You're trying to show, like, you're such a hard worker working all night. You look like... <laughs> Oh God. You're all disheveled because you've been working on your project all night. Jesus Christ. You're really giving 120% Good job. to your workplace. You can't get your work done in a normal amount of time. <laughs> Way to go. Jesus. So that's something I live with now. But you can't go back. So do I you can't worry about that shit, man. I Life goes Life on. Life goes on. But does life go on and I do that a couple of more times to make it seem like it was on purpose or? No. No, just. That just best to just. just Leave yeah. it. Just leave it. Just leave it all be. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, good. All right. I mean, shit. I'll, I'll send you that photo. Um, again, it's not from the actual moment. Although, right. you know what? I think. I might be able to find it in my deleted photos. They, they do keep them for a while. So let me That's look. That's true. Let me look and see if I have it. If I did indeed take a photo, I may have just put the rear facing camera on, looked at myself in it, and couldn't even bring myself to take the photo. Because it's like, oh my God. Um, but anyway, I'll look for it. And <laughs> if it's not too terrible, and if I do have it, maybe we'll post it somewhere. And how would people see it then? I would say they could go to gutterballs.tv. And that'll take them anywhere they need to go. And from there, they'll see this episode, which is episode 167. 167. We'll have links to some various things. Okay. Um, you know, we have a little, what they call in the parlance of our times, a, a, a menu, perhaps. Okay. I don't know. I'm there now. Menu yes. bar. Look at this. Can, links to our various social media. Okay. Yeah. Tumblr's there. Well, you can see this stuff. Tumblr. Um, Twitter. Um, some other things. Other things. Maybe we'll get rid of that one there. Find us on uh, YouTube. Not YouTube. I mean. iTunes. I think we well, have. You can find us on YouTube, too, but I meant to say iTunes. Yeah. That, Give us a review. Please do that. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Although, you know. Five stars. Come on, Broy. I think, I think, I think we're five stars. Yeah, I do, but like, it just lacks. I think Kelly does too. Yeah, okay. I guess. I just, Let's not sell ourselves short. No, that's true. We are the nation's foremost experts in the field of Lebowski's. So, fuck it. We'll look down on people. <laughs> Uh, check yourself. I had a bunch of sound effects queued up. I didn't use a shit one of them, did I? Nope. Oh, well. Do you want to just throw one out now? We can close with a sound effect. Oh, I like that. Ow! <laughs> did you hear it? it wasn't I very loud. It. it was not worried. It was, sounds great in my, uh, my ear cans. Great. Well, have a great time, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>